Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Have you been hit with high hospital car parking fees? And in particular, Childhood Cancer Ireland, they're actually calling for car parking charges to be scrapped because they say that some parents have been hit with daily charges in excess of about €30. Euro. Now, Laura Cullinan is one of those and she's with us on the programme today. Laura, thanks for, for joining us on the show. What's your experience? So my my daughter, Isabel, was diagnosed with um, childhood cancer when she was 21 months old and we are living in the west of Ireland. Um, we attended two different hospitals, one being Crumlin and the other one being Midlands Regional Hospital in Munangar. And to say we were frequent flyers is an understatement to both hospitals. Um, uh, during the course of our treatment, we would spend an awful lot of time in the hospital and obviously we have to go and both hospitals have parking charges. Uh, we could be spending anywhere between 30 to 35 euro a day in, in car parking and sometimes more. And how um, many days, Laura, are we talking about it would, it would be five to seven days? Would it be, you know, two weeks maybe consecutively this could go on for? So what would happen is, is Isabel's treatment, um, it, would, it went on for over a year and we would have been in and out of the hospital. You could be talking about maybe two Two and a half weeks out of out of each month, we would spend in in the hospital ad hocly going in and out and different for different procedures. We might be in for overnight stays, so then our our car would be in the car park longer term, you know. Mm. And um, when we were attending our shared care, there was times that we were going in and out of the car park two and three times a day. Um, so the minimum fee on on the shared care car park at that time for us was four euro for uh, up to four hours. So if you came in like we would, we would come in and and, um, have a blood test done to see how her her bloods were. And you might go home after half an hour and then you get a phone call to say, actually, her bloods are down. We need you to come back up for for another procedure. Um, You go back into the car park, they check her bloods again, run run a match to, to see what you needed. And then you'd leave again and then you come back again later on in that afternoon for a blood transfusion. So there straight away was €12 and then when she went in for her blood transfusions we could be anywhere up to four hours in the hospital at that Mm. stage. So that would bring us on to the more expensive rate and generally speaking Isabel used to spike a temperature um, within 24 hours of of that blood transfusion and she'd end up in then for maybe three days at a time um, because her her neutrophils which would be her defence in her body was was very low so she'd have to go in on antibiotics for up to two to three days Um, and that's not including her frontline treatment which would be when we were going in for for chemotherapy for anywhere up to to one to two days or sorry two to three days Um, so, you know, we spend a lot of time in hospital. Um, I think when I look back on it now, I was going through it recently enough for this report and uh, we were spending anywhere between two and three hundred euro a month on parking fee. Alone. Just in parking alone, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's something I often think about um, the hidden cost associated with having, you know, somebody in your family that is ill or, or sick or frequently in hospital, and like it's a, it, it's the la- it should be the last thing that's on your mind, but it's a huge cost that that just it, constantly increases. It's a massive stressor. Like it, you're already stressed, and um, not to to sound, and it's awful to say that we're talking about finances in this. Like you're you're fighting for your child's life, 
Um, and, and that's the reality when you get a cancer diagnosis. Um, so that's a massive, massive stressor. Then you also may have other children at home and, you know, you're, you're spending a long period of time away from them, away from the family with the child that's sick. Um, you have the mommy guilt, you have everything else that goes along with that. And then on top of that, then you have the financial strain where you've had to probably step out of your, your job. Um, you've gone from two incomes down to one income in your household. I know for our household, um, my husband was, was working away during the week. So it meant that we had the additional cost there of having to have a childminder in while I was gone for long periods of time with Isabel. Um, and then you also have the likes of food and, and um, you know, drinks, etc. when you're in the hospital. And that's no small fee, you know. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a lot of money um, that, that we go through. And, you know, starting off, generally speaking, a lot of, of the families are young families that have their mortgage, have all of their additional costs that are going and don't have spare cash, no. you know what I mean, for, for, for this. Um, for this kind of expense and unfortunately you know while there is some support there well, they're not adequate to cover that, that's what I wanted to ask you about like what kind of supports do you get financially at the minute Laura so I'm, I'm going to go back and I can only talk about my perspective yeah. um, from, from this I was a self-employed person at the time so and my husband uh, was an employed person when we went looking at, at carers allowance and carers benefit um, due to his salary being um, means tested, we were above the means for, for one of them. And then I was self-employed, so I wasn't entitled to another part of the, the carer's allowance when I stepped out of my business. So we, we weren't entitled to, to anything um, with regards to carer's benefit or carer's allowance um, at that time. Now, I know that has changed a little bit and it's opened up a, a little bit more for self-employed people. But um, really all we had was domiciliary care allowance and um, other than that, it was the, the likes of, of charitable donations from, from organisations that do grants for, for people like the Irish Cancer Society who, who uh, fund a travel to care grant. Um, it, it's a very small grant and you get it once in the year. Um, uh, but it is it, it is all that's kind of out there at the yeah. moment. That's why you see an awful lot of families end up fundraising. Now, it's not something we, we chose to do, but some people, um, you know, have to fundraise to cover their costs. The um, Childhood Cancer Ireland as a group, I suppose, have come together to to look for the car parking charges now to be scrapped for, for parents, for, for yourself, Laura, basically, and for many, many others, unfortunately, across the country. I mean, like, have you had any response to that so far or do you have any idea how that has been received? So we, we're working alongside the Irish Cancer Society and Children in Hospital Ireland to, to call for policymakers to look at scrapping that. It's it's not something that um, they have looked at as of yet, but hopefully um, in the near future we will be able to get it on their agenda to, to remove mm-hmm. car parking fees and, and put in other supports and services for families with, with long-term chronic, chronic illnesses, um, such as... Uh, heart, heart um, illnesses, etc. Because, you know, all of us, while, while I'm representing childhood cancer, 
any family that's going through a chronic illness is going through the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and even, you know, with the cost of living conversation that we're constantly um, having at the moment. And I think as well, Laura, of many people like yourself in the West of Ireland that are travelling to Dublin um, and maybe at a time not able to even get accommodation through the likes of the of um, uh, the, the children's hospital or, you know, or other facilities even for, for not just for very young children, but for, for young adults as well. Um, it's extremely but difficult to... It is extremely difficult. And then you've also got the costs that there is additional costs. You know, we all talk about the frontline treatment part of the cost, but there is also costs associated with survivorship. Um, our our kids are, are treated and, and thank God I am one of the lucky parents that has my child still. And, you know, we're, we're coming out the other side, but she has a long life requirements due to her treatment etc that we we continue to have to fund and and you know there 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 needs to be a wider conversation around supports for survivorship of childhood cancer too Laura, will you stay with us if you don't mind in the programme because um, there's just a, a couple of other people have got in touch with us as well today and Fiona's one of those she's on the line Fiona what's your experience Hi Andrea, um, thanks for bringing up this issue. It's um, also very close to my heart because my daughter was in hospital for a long time with congenital heart disease and I think Laura has articulated really well these issues are very um, pressing for families with children who are in hospital for ongoing care and probably lifelong care and I think a lot of the issues around parking and the cost of maintaining yourself in hospital have been really well articulated already but for us um, Anna needed repeated surgeries so she had to have um, a stay in hospital straight after she was born and we didn't know how long that was going to go on for and obviously the hospitals do have concessions but you have to pay a certain amount towards the parking to begin with so you have to um, pay out for 10 days in Crumlin before you can get any concession um, and then it's 10 euro a week I think after that um, but we would have paid hundreds of euro in car parking fees at that time and then um, frequent visits to both Sligo and Crumlin would have also incurred car parking costs that um, they just add an extra stress yeah. and an extra financial burden and, and the child benefits in no way from it um, you know at least if you're spending money on food and um, so on that obviously has some benefit mm. to the family but there's nothing gained except um, the, the hospitals are making money out of very vulnerable people at a time when they can least afford it do you think that anything will change, Fiona, in all of this? Well, I hope that um, highlighting this issue by the Irish Cancer Society and Childhood Cancer Ireland and this month in particular, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, should bring it to the fore. I hope that it'll be in the forefront of people's minds that all children with complex needs need a lot of support and hopefully this radio show and other media work that's been done by the various charities, Children in Hospital as well, have done great work to highlight the issue. Um, I hope the politicians who have children in the doll and who have, you know, some sympathy with our plight, having gone through maybe the same issues as myself and Laura, mm. um, with car parking fees and costs of having a sick child, they might just raise the issue in the budget and hopefully consider spending the small section of the budget towards um, relieving these costs for parents because really it is a small group of parents yeah. we're talking, our families we're well, talking that's, about. Well that's that's what I, I was going to ask you Fiona, do we have any 
any idea um, how many people we're talking about that would be affected in in the very kind of the long term and an ongoing situation that yourself and Laura are both in? Well, according to a survey done by children in hospitals um, about in, in 2019, about 5,000 or so families would okay. be affected by these in this charges position. and would benefit from, yeah, they'd be in this position where they yeah. need, I suppose, supports, financial supports for ongoing medical care and frequent visits. So it, it's not a very big bunch no, of people no. and, and they've estimated the cost of relieving the parking charges um, to be about 220 million which in, in this grand scheme of the HSE budget is, is a small slice of the pie. Um, the issue of the survivorship and aftercare that Laura mentioned a few moments ago, like, do you feel you have sufficient supports, Fiona? Absolutely not. I think in certainly in terms of heart children, uh, myself and other heart parents have been campaigning for more psychological support. There's no aftercare for children who undergo heart conditions and serious heart surgeries like there is for adults. There is literally no HSE psychology service provided. We're lucky that some psychological support is provided to families by um, Heart Children Ireland and other charities who thankfully get involved and fund um, supports like these, but there is definitely a need for ongoing medical supports, uh, sorry, non-medical cost supports, and also for the family and the siblings of survivors to, you know, things mm-hmm. like play therapy and psychological supports for the family so that they don't fall apart in the midst of this yeah. health crisis. They're very important yeah. and um, there's nothing there at the moment apart from what the charities do. Because that's the point, Laura, isn't it, when you have you know, with other kids as well, like you mentioned, you're, you're often away from, you know, you're often away from home for maybe a, a long period with with Isabel. And like that, that ha- takes a strain, I'm sure it has a strain on, on the entire family. It takes a massive strain on the, the entire family. Isabel has two siblings, um, one older and one younger. Um, you know, the relationships are different. Um, even my relationship as, as a parent was different at the time that I spent long long um long time periods away from them in hospital so it means that you have to rebuild your family and like um fiona said there's no psychological support outside of the actual hospital environment to be able to help you wade through that side and and very much so when you're in rural ireland um it's a lot harder you know to find people that are in a position to help you you know, uh, get your family back together, support your children after the trauma of a, um, an illness diagnosis on a family. Um, Fiona, is 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 Anna's care is that's ongoing? Is it? It's even still. Yes, um, Anna's going to need further surgery throughout her life um, because of the nature of her heart condition. Um, she'll grow, and her heart will need adjustments, and hopefully not too many interventions. So, she will be, you know, seeing the doctors every six months to a year and um, probably more often on other issues as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's an ongoing concern and I suppose because of that, these issues uh, and advocating for them is really important to me. How is Isabel, Laura? She's absolutely great at the yeah. moment. She started back to school uh, on Wednesday and she's delighted to be back with her buddies. We were very fortunate and, you know, while we're up and down to Crumlin, and we, we see the oncology team more often than we like sometimes. Um, uh, we, we're very, very fortunate to be in the position that we're in. You know, we've we've had a lot of our friends 
um, that have lost their their children to childhood cancer, and we've an awful lot of friends still ongoing in in treatment for childhood mm-hmm. cancer. So, you know, we that's why September to us is so important to shine a light um, on childhood cancer for our families. Well, listen, we'll be thinking of you all, and 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 I hope that you um there there is at least you know some benefit or, or change brought in for you. Absolutely, it's a uh, it's it's such a tough time for so many families uh, going through this and um, just when you hear I suppose that the cost of it laid bare today like it, it's a huge additional stress that you'd like to think in some way could at least be alleviated for you um, uh, Fiona and Laura thanks a million to you both for joining us here on the programme today and we'll be thinking too of Anna and Isabel as well Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.